0: Hello everyone, this time on Weeknight Mysteries, we want to cover a case that is breaking, Recent, uh, well I wouldn't say it's breaking, but it's a case that is happening as we speak, we want to talk about the Nicole Baldwin's disappearance case. I had my eyes on this case for a couple of weeks now. I was kinda trying to see if there will be any more new developments, but um, this case is very all over the place, in my opinion. I'm here with my co-host, Rain. How are you?
1: Hello, everyone. As always, completely okay. How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm actually uh, very excited to record. It seems like we're back on our regular schedule and there doesn't seem to be a lot of... Um,
1: External things happening.
0: Hurdles. Yeah. <laughs> in the way of us uh, talking about some more um, cases that we think it's important to talk about. and. Before we get going, I would like to immediately thank everyone who recently subscribed to our YouTube channel. We're getting a lot of subscribers recently, even if we're not producing that much content lately. So thank you very much. It really inspires us to keep going and produce even more stuff for you guys and hopefully trying to improve the quality every time we record. Um, now, we did look into Nicole Baldman's case A little bit yesterday, together, we were watching an interview from Nicole's oldest daughter, who is uh, 21-year-old Alicia. And I I assume, Rain, you have a general kind of understanding of the case, but you have not really delved deep into the details of Nicole's disappearance, right?
1: Yeah, mostly just your... Um, stories whenever we talk about it and I've seen the interview and that's pretty much all I know about it
0: okay so let me walk you through the details mm-hmm. and please stop me at any point during the recording if you want something for me to clarify or, mm-hmm. f- or if something is not understandable 41 year old Nicole Baldwin was last seen in Mount Dora Florida on November 2nd of last year 2023 she disappeared from her family home just a day after celebrating her daughter's twentieth birthday. So, celebrating Alicia's twentieth birthday, the cold Baldwin is married to Brett Baldwin, but as far as I'm aware, they are de facto separated. They're still legally married, mm-hmm. but they're not. I think they're not uh, husband and wife in a typical sense.
1: A quick question. Yeah. It might be obvious, but just for clarification and so everything's clear. Do they still live within the same household, within the same community,
0: or just completely apart? Well, as you may know, right now, things are in shambles Mm -hmm. for this family, unfortunately. And Brett has done some terrible things and now he is i believe in police custody as well and nicole is missing but at the time of their disappearance i'm under the assumption that they were living together in that same house but separated they're separated but they're living in the same house so i I assume they have their own boyfriends girlfriends Um, And they're just all living together for the sake of, I believe, the kids, because they do have three kids. Mm -hmm. So uh, I believe an 11-year-old girl, a 13-year-old boy, and uh, a 20-year-old Alicia, who are their children. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So at the time of her disappearance, she was living with her family in a home on Strathmore Circle in Lancaster, subdivision of Mount Dora, Florida. So Mount Mount Dora is this smaller city in central Florida. It's, on Wikipedia, stated that it's basically known for having a very cozy, small-town vibe. It has some lakes within the city. It has that, I would say, fairly typical Florida landscape. Um, So... Nicole and her family I believe they were living in a rental house in Strathmore Circle which is like this division of um, just homes and I have an image for you how the neighborhood mm-hmm. looked uh, Looks
1: like a typical neighborhood
0: Looks like a very typical neighborhood yeah. in United States According to her family Nicole also suffered from mental health issues and was taking medication for anxiety and depression and this is especially worrisome because she if she's hopefully still alive she is probably in need of those medications and hopefully she would be able to get her hands on them if she is still with us Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i want to talk a little bit about the timeline here just briefly so on november 1st of last year nicole baldwin celebrated her daughter's 20th birthday The following day, Nicole was last seen, I believe by her daughter, but I'm not really sure who actually saw her last, in their home. And she was last seen, from the information that I was able to gather online, at 11.30 p.m. in the evening. Her daughter says that that day, nothing seemed out of the ordinary. Everything seemed fairly straightforward. Allegedly, Nicole walked out of the family home in a nightgown, and no shoes. We actually have an image of the same nightgown that Nicole was wearing at the time of her disappearance. Also, it's important to mention that she had no shoes and she has not been heard from ever since that day. There's, immediately I wanna mention, there's a lot of confusion about how and when exactly Nicole disappeared. And I was cracking my brain for today in the morning and for I think yesterday in the evening I was just trying to piece together Mm -hmm. some sort of like more accurate information about how exactly she disappeared Alicia Baldwin her 20 year old daughter lived at the house as well and as far as I'm aware she was kind of living there on and off uh, from the information that I was able to gather and after celebrating her 20th birthday, she, I think, spent a few days outside of the house, and she returned a few days later back to the house, and then she found out that her mother was still missing. So, immediately, this raises a question to me. If the family house, within the family house, there are five people living there, as far as I'm aware. That would be Brett, the husband, um, Nicole herself, Alicia, 20-year-old daughter, and uh, the two younger children. So if Alish, if Nicole is missing on the 2nd of November, why is she only reported missing when her daughter comes back a few days later? And I believe this was on the 5th of November. Um, To put a little bit more perspective on these dates, the 2nd of November when she went missing was a Tuesday Mm -hmm. or a Thursday. I actually cannot really remember here. Um, But she was reported missing on a Sunday. So if it was three days, so Thursday. So she went missing on a Thursday. She was reported missing on a Sunday. And to me, this is strange because who is actually reporting her missing? That's my question. Another question I have, why are there no alarm bells ringing on the third and fourth of November. Why is she reported on the fifth of November if she went if she left the house on the second in her nightgown without any shoes at eleven thirty PM? That's and, true. And she hasn't returned home for two full days. And mm-hmm. seems like from the information that I was able to gather online via uh, like news articles, seems like Alicia, her 20 year old daughter, was the one who reported her missing or, or was the one who raised the alarm that she's not home. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, what is Brett?
1: What doing? is everyone doing? What is everyone hell? doing?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a very strange, you know, it's just not a, it, it feels like we're definitely missing some information mm-hmm. of uh, what actually happened uh, during those. Uh, days so, uh
1: giving them the benefit of the doubt maybe they were posting on social media trying to find her on their own did you see anything
0: so brett the husband from what i'm aware of did not at all participate in trying to locate his wife suspicious so on november 5th her family filed a missing persons report with the Mount Dora police department when they couldn't contact her Nicole had also left all of her belongings behind at home, including her smartwatch, purse, bank cards, and her car. Her car was apparently at her now, or well, let's see, then boyfriend's house.
1: Oh, so the boyfriend wasn't living with them?
0: No, the boyfriend was someone else, someone who wasn't living with him. And I have some information about the boyfriend and it's going to come up in a little bit. Um, But let's proceed here. There has not been any activity on any of her credit cards and no large cash withdrawals prior or after she went missing. And yeah, so my general thoughts, I have some notes here because I was preparing to talk about this case and the things that don't really add up for me was the fact that Nicole was last seen at home on November 2nd, which was a Thursday, I can confirm now it was a Thursday, at 11.30pm. And she was reported missing on November 5th, which on Sunday, and I have no idea by whom and why there were no alarm bells raised. Maybe... Nicole walking out like that wasn't completely out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. But this is just pure speculation. Yeah. Because we don't know. But I'm just kind of speculating that maybe since she had a boyfriend who had her car, maybe Brett was just, you know, maybe if he already had his own girlfriend, they were just legally married together. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm thinking there's a chance that Brett is not really considering that there could be any you know, potential issues with his wife not showing back home. Maybe they had a fight or something on the second. And maybe he was expecting her to come back in a day or two. Maybe he was assuming that she left and got picked up by a boyfriend or something like that. That's like the first thing that kind of jumped to me Mm -hmm. because I can't really piece together um, this at all. And another thing I would like to mention is that Nicole, at the time of her disappearance, from my research, was working for DoorDash. This explains why, I guess, on Friday, she wasn't really missing from work, because when you work for a DoorDash, you basically make your own schedule. DoorDash is like Bolt Food here in Lithuania. You basically just deliver food to people.
1: Accept an order, deliver it.
0: Yeah, then. When, whenever you can. So it's not mm-hmm. like you know she's missing on Friday and 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 her work also reports were missing so no one really was from the employment side of things no one was really i guess missing her on friday ever since then the this ever since the disappearance nicole's husband brad baldwin had moved to wildwood from mount dora following his wife's disappearance He had plans to move to North Carolina in the near future. Now, Wildwood is pretty close to Mount Dora. Both of these are little towns in central Florida. On December 12th, this is where the story gets deeper. On December 12th, the same husband, Brad Baldwin was arrested for possession of obscene material after police found child P-O-R, yeah, CP on his cell phone while executing a search warrant at his home. I believe the story goes along the lines that after Nicole went missing, I believe somewhere by the end of November. So it's interesting that it took law enforcement um, almost the entire month to start searching the, you know, the family house. They collected um, electronic devices, and on Brett's iPhone, they found some disturbing content. On November 28, detectives with the Mount Police Department seized Brett Baldwin's iPhone while executing a search warrant on his home. Court records show that authorities alleged that they found 31 images and videos depicting CP abuse on this iPhone. Brett was arrested and is facing a federal charge for possession of CP, according to Marion County Jail records. It's beyond horrible. This is what a neighbor told the media. Multiple uh, neighbors told Fox 35 News their kids would play at the Baldwin's house. They thought they knew the family pretty well and said it's been difficult to grasp the thought that they may have been so wrong about a man they'd trusted up until just yesterday. He seemed really nice, a neighbor told the media, like a regular parent in the neighborhood. Brad Baldwin's arrest affidavit said he brought his 11-year-old daughter and 13-year-old son to his mother's house in Wildwood, but had been planning to move to North Carolina. It's pretty it's pretty spooky, one neighbor told the media. According to court records, he was working as a plumber at the time of his disappearance. And so this is where the case kind of goes haywire. It turns from it being strange because the the timeline
1: mm-hmm. doesn't
0: really make that much sense to me personally and it goes from the timeline not making sense to now we're adding another kind of disturbing part yeah. to the story and it makes you question and you know I was talking with you the other day about this detail and I remember asking you is there any way that by accident you would kind of have some CP on your phone. And I think we concluded that there is almost no way to have it. Because I'm a pretty avid internet user. Like I search a lot of things on the internet. And in my life, I've never seen any CP material ever. And I feel like if, and I feel like I would be someone who would probably be more likely to stumble upon something like that Mm -hmm. if it was available easily. So to me, it seems like there's no way to just stumble upon CP by accident. On top of that, 31 images, and I assume they were probably saved on his device memory space. Mm -hmm. So that's all I wanted to say is that there's no way this is an accident.
1: Plus, plus you're all, you're always researching about horrific cases. Exactly. Mysteries and never, not even once did you see anything that could be CP
0: material, right? No. And it's, and it's bizarre because you can fairly easily see very disturbing footages or images from true crime cases, mm-hmm. um, very disturbing kind of scenes from crime scene pictures etc that's available you could even find it on reddit it's very easy to find but that's something that you don't ever find mm-hmm. i think it's because maybe the way the internet works it kind of gets filtered out
1: it's censored right
0: yeah so i think you really have to be wouldn't you agree that you really have to search in order to have something like that on your finding
1: phone? one is already like impossible improbable finding 31 it's just intentional he was looking for it.
0: Yeah, I don't even have. I have no idea how they even ended up on his phone. So that's a new, de- a new kind of part of the puzzle. And we will kind of sum up all of this information in a little bit. A five thousand dollar reward is being offered for information leading to Nicole Baldwin's disappearance. As we speak, the, this, uh, the circumstances of Nicole's disappearance remain unclear, and her case is currently classified as a missing person's case. Her case remains unsolved. Detectives have not publicly named a suspect or a person of interest in the case, but from the research that I was able to do in the last couple of days, I think we have a few people that we want to talk about for sure. Physical description of Nicole is that she is a white female with a brown or blonde hair and hazel eyes. She stands at 5 foot 5 and she's around 135 pounds in weight. Nicole has multiple tattoos including her children's names with three hearts on her upper right arm, a sleeve of flowers on her left arm, a star and scroll design on her lower back. The words, live the life you love, love the life you live on her right back. Also words of, rest in peace mom until we meet again with an infinity heart on her upper right leg. And a heart and flower on her right foot. The official investigative authority for Nicole's disappearance is... Mount Dora Police Department and we urge anyone with any information to contact Mount Dora Police Department with the phone number that we will leave in the description of this uh, episode of Weeknight Mysteries. So that's generally like the introduction and uh, what is your kind of sense so far? I have more things here that I want to kind of bring up, some more details that I'm Not sure if you're aware of, but generally speaking, what are you thinking so far?
1: Everything's pretty odd, actually. Like, how many days has passed before she was reported missing is already odd. And the fact that eventually there were some CP materials that were discovered, it just, it raises so many alarms. Like, I don't know, it really makes you question, like, are people who are into cp are they immediately bad like do you think they could, are capable of murder
0: i was always the under the assumption that i mean people, they're
1: already bad
0: well yeah i think they're i, I mean i have no idea what they right? are feeling but in my opinion it was always the case that they are not right in mm-hmm. the head something some sort of chemicals are not there yeah and uh i think there are possibly two types of people Uh, that I would group, like just generalizing. One type would be the people that would actually act upon their urges Mm -hmm. and the other type of people that would just have, search for the material, search for the material, but probably would not act upon the urges. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's probably people doing statistics about this and psychologists investigating this issue. But that's my general Understanding that there's two types of people, mm-hmm. and I feel like both types are really terrible because the obviously the people that would act upon it, you don't even have to talk about it, but the people that would search for the material, they still support the material's existence in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Um, so it's just terrible in, in 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 every way. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: I actually have no idea. I'm completely clueless about this part. Like, even if they act upon it or not are they capable of like something more horrific, like murders and those oh, you're, kind you're, of things?
0: You're trying to connect uh, people who would be looking for a CP and mm-hmm. uh, now like more, like let's say crimes that are not CP related. Yeah, I'm just
1: trying to connect if um, the husband who yeah. was already looking for CPs immediately, terrible, disgusting, Could he be capable of, let's say, the disappearance of his wife?
0: I mean, anyone's capable. Mm -hmm. I feel like you don't have to be looking for CP to be capable. And I'm not sure if there's a... Connection. A connection. Mm. It depends. I mean, you're already likely to do more nefarious things if you have something that will literally put you in jail if police find that on you. So... I think so. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think you're already kind of doing something really bad. Yeah. So doing some more bad stuff, it's kind of part, part of the same pattern. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say here?
1: Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. No, no. I just no. wanted to ask. Like. Of course. Is he the husband? He's gonna go to jail, right? Even if it's not proven that he did something to his wife
0: yeah immediately. i immediately i assume yes he will go to prison he's already in custody oh I think.
1: nice okay that made me feel better because of the cp
0: because of the cp okay good yeah so this is where the story kind of took another weird angle just mm-hmm. recently we have another update about the case and this update comes from january 19th so literally just Less than a month ago. Mm -hmm. On Friday, January 19th, the Mount Dora Police Department executed an investigative search warrant related to the continued search for the missing person, Nicole Baldwin. Now, after the husband of the missing Nicole Baldwin was charged with possession of CP, police have now reportedly searched the home of a woman who has been organizing community searches for Nicole Baldwin, Terry Rogers. So Terry Rogers is this woman who has been Mm -hmm. organizing searches for Nicole Baldwin. She also created a Facebook group for missing Nicole Baldwin with over a thousand people there. I actually tried joining that group twice in the last couple of days and I got declined. So I'm not able to join that group. So I'm not really sure what they're talking about. rogers miss rogers spoke to the media outlet and said that the department searched her phone as well as different computers in her residence she said that police think that she has withheld information maybe they're thinking that since she created that facebook group and she has been leading the search Maybe that she knows something more about the case, but it's an interesting angle that the police would actually go into the house of seemingly a good Samaritan who literally is just trying to help out Mm -hmm. a woman that she doesn't even know. Terry Rogers doesn't even know Nicole Baldwin. They're just from the same city. And she said to, me, to the media that I've done nothing wrong. All I've done was given my time and my emotions and my heart and soul for looking for Nicole. Uh, Miss Rogers told News 6 Orlando. Terry Rogers has put a lot of effort into finding Nicole Baldwin. Terry does not know Nicole personally, but she was compelled to help bring Nicole home because she also suffers from an unanswered missing persons case where there are unanswered questions about the mystery of her niece, Tonya Lee Whipps' disappearance. Tonya, who is 38, was last seen in Auburndale in Polk County sometime between May 28th and June 1st, but she was not reported missing until June 29th according to law enforcement. So that case is something I'm also interested in, and I will probably dig into it a little bit. Um, but so seemingly a good Samaritan just tried to search for you know, Nicole Baldwin to kind of organize some searches and, and created a Facebook group, and police had raided her house and took her electronic devices what do you think here? Uh, What do you think is happening? I don't personally, from what I looked into, I don't think Terry Rogers did anything bad here. Mm -hmm. The only thing she really did was try to help out uh, her community, being a good person for the community. And that's very respectable in my opinion. But at the same time, what do you think is the angle here? What, What do you think the police are doing here by collecting her phone? And police, to our knowledge, maybe are thinking that she has withheld information about Nicole's disappearance because obviously she's getting contacted by a lot of people. Maybe Mm -hmm. she's also getting a lot of tips about Nicole. Who knows? Maybe Terry Rogers has received a lot of different information. And maybe law enforcement just... There was nothing more than law enforcement just thinking, okay, let's get a, a hold of her electronic devices. Let's see who has been texting her because maybe law enforcement is looking at this woman, Terry Rogers, as... You know the first point of contact for tips mm-hmm. at least from facebook
1: yeah i just i actually don't see any bad thing or i don't have any bad impression towards her it seems like she's just a genuinely nice person who wanted to help out Wonder. because she yeah. had the first-hand experience of losing a family member and exactly yeah never having a closure from it and in terms of the police raiding her house um, maybe because she wasn't reporting what she had maybe they found it suspicious maybe they need more information i don't know why they had to raid her house though
0: yeah me neither i want sorry 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 drop the pen drop the pen <laughs> so i wanted to bring up some more details that i've been able to kind of uncover and this is these are details that are i'm not really able to verify, but just things that I was able to pick up. Um, So I would like to mention the fact that firstly, Brett Baldwin, according to my source, has not used the media to help his wife and authorities have seized his vehicle as well. So what do you make of the fact that Brett Baldwin did not seemingly participate or did not advocate for the search of his missing wife obviously right now he can't do that because he's as i'm aware in custody but when he wasn't he does strike me as a man who didn't really care that much Mm -hmm. about what was happening to his wife
1: yeah i also had that impression maybe they didn't have a good relationship Maybe he secretly hates her. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't care at all. Or maybe he was the one who did it. I don't know. It's like only one way or the other.
0: Yeah. So Brett Baldwin and Nicole Baldwin are separated as far as I'm aware. And I think Nicole Baldwin had a boyfriend at the time of her disappearance. And the boyfriend, from what I gather, did not live in the family house. And some people even are saying that he was an ex-boyfriend. So we don't know if that boyfriend was the current boyfriend, if he was an ex boyfriend. Um, Some of Nicole's social medias state that she is engaged to a man named Matt. But this information could have been outdated. So this man, Matt, could be her boyfriend who had her car at the time of nicole's disappearance and i've also took a look at what a fellow youtuber jlr investigates which is a youtube channel and they this this man jlr he has been conducting a lot of good research on this case honestly he has done more for this case than the media so far or because because when you go to his YouTube channel, you find way more information. We actually, yesterday, um, looked at the interview with uh, Nicole's oldest daughter, Nicole. Uh, sorry, not Nicole, Alicia. And uh, we have some thoughts about that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But now this man, JLR investigates, he found out by some sources of his that this man, Matt, is actually Matthew Maxwell. And he was—I'm not sure if he was interviewed by JLRI, JLR investigates or not—but JLR investigates found some more information about this Matthew Maxwell, who is who was the boyfriend of Nicole. He was arrested in December on December thirteenth, so like a month for and what? A, for apparently burglary and and something like that. Um, And he got arrested a month and a half after Nicole went missing. And apparently, he was the one who had Nicole's car at the time of her disappearance. And he's the one who called Alicia, the 20-year-old daughter, to come get the car on the 4th of November, so two days into Nicole's disappearance, but one day before Nicole is formally reported missing, because he was at a hospital for unknown reasons we do not know why he was in the hospital so immediately i'm kind of trying to i'm immediately in my head the picture is getting painted here that you know he's in a hospital for unknown reasons he has the missing woman's car and 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 she's missing now for two days so isn't this just all a crazy coincidence and then also he is now has been charged with uh with something, I can't really talk about it because I don't have the court documents, but he was charged, I believe with burglary or something like that, but but this is speculation in my end, mm-hmm. on the 13th of December. And this is very kind of, just paints to me, a pretty bad picture. What do you think about this information?
1: Yeah, I think so too. It paints a really bad picture, but the lack of information uh, is quite concerning because we couldn't really make any assumptions
0: yet. Yes. And then I believe I was able to find uh, Matthew Maxwell's Facebook account. And in the Facebook account, he has some pictures with a different woman from Nicole. So he may have already have a a different girlfriend from Nicole. I'm not really. But well, that sure. was quick. Yeah, it's a, it's something that we should not necessarily delve super deep into it because mm-hmm. this is all coming from secondhand sources. I don't really have any like firsthand accounts of any of this. So this is. I just want to make a huge disclaimer that we're just kind of talking about Nicole Baldwin and we're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. bring up this case to more people. We're not really trying to paint point a picture um, to anyone, uh, at anyone. I'm sorry. Another person who was interviewed by that JLR Investigates uh, YouTube channel was Alicia's boyfriend or her ex-boyfriend. Um, so another younger man who apparently was also living with the family for a little bit. So, you know, Alicia is the 20-year-old daughter. Oh, okay. And her boyfriend, who's also around her age, mm-hmm. was also living with him. Apparently, he came from somewhat of a troubled past and Nicole took him in as Mm. his son, so he is very fond of Nicole and uh, almost considers Nicole as his mother. So Nicole seems like a very nice person Mm -hmm. from all accounts. So he said that Nicole was working at DoorDash. This is the information that I got. Also, he said that Nicole and Brett had their own girlfriend-boyfriends already. So they were just living in the house together, but they were never really doing anything that you know our typical husband and wife would be doing
1: that's a pretty odd arrangement though
0: it's an odd arrangement but i i'm kind of under the assumption that it's financially and uh, for the children uh. kind the base decision because you have young children together mm-hmm. and maybe it's just easier for them it's an odd arrangement but i don't think it's that strange it's strange but it's not something
1: to write home about.
0: Yeah, it's just whatever, people living their life, right? Mm -hmm. Now, he doesn't think that Brett was actually involved in Nicole's disappearance. And he also said that apparently everyone in the house kinda knew a little bit about Brett's secret with the CP but no one really brought it up. It was kind of a situation where, yeah, there was a lot of problems in that house mm-hmm. and there was tensions about it. Potentially there's, there was some, something that he said about like, um, his, f- uh, Nicole grabbing his phone once and he getting super defensive about the phone, trying to get it back immediately. It was just bad.
1: But were there any reports that the children were assaulted in any way? No,
0: okay. not, not from what I'm aware of. I don't really, I can't really speak on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but he also said that that boyfriend Matthew Maxwell should be considered a suspect because he was also problematic. Mm-hmm. So that guy that we just talked about, the guy who got you know charged for something uh, uh, last December, he also should be, according to you know the the boyfriend of Alicia, should be investigated. And this brings us to another character in the case, Alicia Baldwin, the 20-year-old daughter of Nicole Baldwin. We have been talking about her for a little bit. I want to bring up some information that she kind of told the media. She said that it almost feels surreal right now. I never would have thought, you know, watching all these crime shows until it happens to you. It's just a crazy feeling, Uh, Alicia told the media. She added that her mother is on medication for depression and anxiety. Alicia told Click Orlando News that they were in the process of moving out from that house when her mother vanished. And she said that going on without her has been ridiculously hard. We were supposed to be moving out of this house together. Definitely a rough step doing this without my mom here. Hopefully, the cops can come up with something, the investigators. That would be the most helpful thing right now. Alicia said her mother has taken some time to herself in the past, but never like this. Interview with JLRe Investigates. Remember, uh, JLRe Investigates did an interview with Alicia mm-hmm. um, some time ago, and we looked at that interview. It's basically Alicia in in one of the search party rallies, something like that, earlier on in the investigation. I think this interview happened a couple of months ago. Um, what are your thoughts about that interview? Because you watch, we watched it together. Um, yeah. What What are your thoughts about Alicia talking about her mother's disappearance?
1: Ooh, um, that interview, for me, my complete opinion, was so strange. It's really strange. The manner um, Alicia was speaking at, it's just, it's a little too casual for me, for someone who whose mom is missing. And uh, it seemed like in that interview, she talked more about her phone or their phones instead of her mom. I don't know. I was putting myself in their shoes. What if my mom is missing? I wouldn't care about my phone. And if I would ever talk about my phone, I would say it in a way like I needed to contact people. I needed to update my dad, update my family members, update those search parties. And that's pretty much it. I wouldn't be that concerned about it because there are more pressing matters. Like my mom might be dead somewhere alone. And I don't know. It's just pretty odd to me. What do you think about it?
0: For me, she seemed like she was someone who didn't have a very great
1: relationship relationship with
0: maybe anyone in the family I'm not saying she's like hating on them but she Mm -hmm. definitely I think wasn't in the best possible situation especially now that we know what her father had on his phone Mm -hmm. and you know it's just definitely not the standard upbringing for sure Uh, to me she kind of seemed a little bit um Mm self-sufficient in the sense that When I was 20, I wasn't that self-sufficient. She apparently had the job and was like worrying about bills and things of that nature. So I don't really think I can even relate because I feel like I was very sheltered in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't think I I, I was like like that when I was 20. Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: I also had that impression like she probably did not have a very close relationship with her mom or she was just all on her own, just really just trying to live life
0: yeah. So I want, I know. And I've looked into the comments and a lot of people are finding her, the way she talked about, um, her missing mother very strange. Mm-hmm. And, uh, JLR, JLR investigates later on claim that now he suspects that she knows more mm-hmm. about her mother's disappearance than she told, the uh, law enforcement. And I don't know whether to believe that or not. I, I wouldn't want to judge these people like that, but I'm just kind of, you know, we're just kind of talking about her, yeah. you know. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up. That a lot of people are thinking it's suspicious. I'm not gonna go in any way with this because uh, I don't want to put you know uh, words in anyone's mouth. But at the same time, I kind of see the point mm-hmm. of the people who who kind of who kind of think that she was a little bit because it wasn't how you would typically see someone talking about their missing family member. Yeah. It definitely wasn't a typical thing, but maybe if you're not from a typical situation, maybe that's kind of normal for you. I don't know, mm-hmm. you, know you can only guess. And this moves us to the questions of, the, of this kind of case, because I have wrote down some questions and I do not understand a few things. So the first thing I want to ask you, and I guess the audience members, because please chime in, um, what do you think? How did she leave? and was seen leaving the house last. I'm talking about Nicole Baldwin on the 2nd of November. She was last seen wearing a gown. So did her family see her go to bed and they just woke up on the 3rd and she was not there? Or did they physically see her exiting the house at 11.30 p.m.? Because they have a timestamp. Mm -hmm. If they have a timestamp of 11.30 p.m., to me, this kind of paints a picture that they physically saw her leave the house without shoes, with a nightgown, without her personal belongings, and maybe they just went to sleep. Maybe Mm. they thought that she was going to meet with someone. Yeah. And then she never returned back home, and then it took them... Until that same Sunday, two days later, mm-hmm. to formally report her missing.
1: I always assumed there might be a camera somewhere there in front of the house. But it's because there's a timestamp.
0: Timestamp. Yeah, yeah,
1: timestamp. And I don't know, maybe, maybe there wasn't. Or but maybe there
0: was. Maybe this is just the piece of information that we don't have. Yeah. Maybe maybe actually she was captured on some sort of uh, mm-hmm. CCTV footage that just was not released.
1: Because it was a little too detailed. She was wearing a nightgown, uh, barefoot, by 11.30. It seems like uh, something from a camera. She was captured from a camera or something.
0: Yeah, but th- this type of outfit does kind of... Sp- also would paint a picture to me that you know since they have been moving out Mm -hmm. in the process of moving out and maybe there's some friction in the family she just
1: walked out
0: there was a fight about maybe who gets to keep what and this and that and i don't know even if brett and nicole would be still together when they were moving out or who exactly was moving out of the place i don't know so i'm just assuming that there could be could have been some friction Mm -hmm. maybe that's what happened and um this type of an outfit seems to screams to me that there's some sort of an altercation in the house between someone nicole walks out the house barefoot with a nightgown didn't take any of her stuff and then just gets a ride from someone. But at the same time, it's so strange because she didn't even grab a phone. I feel like even if you're in that situation, you would at least try to get your phone because how exactly are you even gonna contact the person who's gonna pick you up? So maybe that's actually not what is happening. Maybe there unless, was no altercation, you know?
1: Unless you don't have any intentions to come back.
0: Unless you don't have, but what would that mean? Um, Suicide? Yeah. Su- su- suicide theory? Yeah, because she was talking about, she, um, it, sh- it was reported that she had um, med- medications for depression. Mm-hmm. So maybe, uh, maybe that, but that's just not something that it was reported. And I feel like the general consensus was mm-hmm. at least online that she would not have left her children. Apparently she really loved them. Yeah. And yeah, actually, I've looked into her some of her social medias because she still has social medias Mm -hmm. uh, up and running, at least on Instagram. And yeah, she has been posting about her children like participating in sports and stuff like that. So she has, you
1: know. Yeah, but then again, she had she has depression, and anxiety, and you would you never know when those things come up
0: oh that's that's true that's true but they just at the, strike at the same time i don't think we need to we can't just take it immediately like uh uh as a fact because mm-hmm. sometimes you get medication for depression and anxiety as a secondary medication from an something else i've seen someone online claiming that they would get medication for depression anxiety because of their initial medication for adhd mm-hmm. so people who are getting treated with for some sort of an illness, they would get sometimes I think prescribed additional medication
1: mm-hmm.
0: for that
1: for the side effects for
0: the side effects. So we can't really mm, say and yeah, just again, making
1: assumptions. No, no,
0: but that's a very good assumption. And yeah, we never really talked about the 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 suicide theory, but at the same time, just for some reason, it just never kind of for me. After looking into the case, it never really felt like that's the Mm. case. It really feels like she's missing. And it always kind of seemed to me that there's some sort of foul play happening in Nicole's case. Mm -hmm. At least for me personally.
1: Is there any body of water or maybe like a dense forest around? Yeah, there's there's,
0: there's definitely bodies of water in the general vicinity. Especially in Florida, I think there's even more bodies of water than Um, anywhere else. mm -hmm. There's lakes and... Definitely places, definitely places, definitely where, where an accident could occur.
1: Do you think it's possible that she just left in the middle of the night to get some air and then somewhere along in the dense forest or in the Had body waters, yes, yeah, something happened in there?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't accident. rule that out. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't rule that one out as well. Uh, another question I have is why was she reported on the 5th? Um, So we assume that maybe Brett, the husband, if he was home, he just didn't really care that much at that point or didn't Mm -hmm. think it was of any concern. What about the kids, though? The kids, yeah. So Alicia was out somewhere Mm -hmm. for the couple of days. And I feel like the 11-year-old and 13-year-old, they're just, you know, their mom's missing. They might think it's strange. But, you know, when you're 11 or 13, you're kind of, you're not going to call the cops yourself. Yeah, that's true. You're basically just hoping that an adult will explain to you what's Mm -hmm. happening. Um, so maybe that's what was happening there. So the fact that she's reported on the 5th is strange. And it's pretty strange. That she left in a nightgown barefoot and then she's only reported a couple of days later. Very strange.
1: Mm-hmm. But then again, it's not that strange because there were only 11-year-old and 13-year-old kids in the house and the husband who maybe doesn't really give that much care. Yeah. And so maybe they were just like, oh, she's maybe she's on her boyfriends or something she'll come back soon yeah and then three days after she still isn't back and Alicia the daughter came back and was like this is weird let's report it
0: yeah I, I, possibly I, I think that's maybe what was actually happening mm-hmm. but I'm, I ran out of, of the questions As I've said very strange case mm-hmm. very strange uh, details yeah that I can't explain at all
1: what do you think happened? Like, what's your assumption here? What are you going for?
0: You know, I, I re- it's impossible to say. Yeah. I, I can't really say because I don't know the relationship between, uh, between Brett and uh, Nicole. I don't know the relationship between Nicole and her boyfriend, Matthew. Um, so I really don't know. It. I just, I guess for this one, I'm just going to, Say that we're gonna keep our eyes peeled for more information, and uh, we'll try to keep you guys posted. I would I would like to ask the audience members to kind of provide their input here, mm-hmm. maybe because some audience members really have like a very good perspective on things. Yeah, so let's let's see what they say,
1: mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll find her, and hopefully she's okay and well.
0: Oh man, that would be the best. Yeah, let's the let's best case scenario. Best case scenario. Let's hope for the best case here. Mm-hmm. Um. Thank you guys for listening and uh, we will hopefully keep producing content on a very regular basis from now on. Let's Mm -hmm. just keep our fingers crossed and anything you want to add before we sign out, Ring?
1: Nothing really, but um, I guess I just remembered yesterday when I was listening to our latest um, episode, the audio was better and I looked back at our previous ones and it was so bad.
0: It was so horrible. (laughs) Actually, for the people who listen to us since, oh my God, since way back in the day, like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) It was so bad. I'm not saying it's amazing right now, but at least we have our own microphones now Mm -hmm. and kind of seem to know what we're doing a little bit better. It was so trash.
1: It, it sounded like we were recording in a cave.
0: In a cave. <laughs> and I remember someone commented that um, it was your podcast was recorded with a potato and we kind of got a little defensive.
1: I was confused. I was like, what? It,
0: was, it sounds, sounds okay.
1: Yeah. Listening back to it, we did sound like potatoes. It's
0: a potato. Potato photo. in a cave. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. So thank you guys. and Thank you for
1: sticking with us. Yeah. And,
0: and, and thank you so much. But yeah, let's uh, keep 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 uh, working on these cases and mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk to you very soon hopefully take care guys see you bye bye